Hi, it's Paul. Hi, it's Damo. And it's time for the PD Sports Podcast. With Damo and Paul. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 2 of the PD Sports Podcast. I am Paul, I'm with Damo today and we have an absolute ripper podcast in store for everybody today. Normally we wouldn't record podcasts back to back but when news breaks about 26 hours after you've recorded one episode, Damo, I reckon you're in the same oh, boat mate, as me, we're ready to we, go. We, we, we're on to this straight away, we're kind of saying anyhow... That I think the normal schedule of the podcast is going to be we're going to record on the Monday regarding the weekend sport and then release on the Tuesday. It just so happens to be that today is a Monday and they dropped a bombshell overnight, didn't they, over in Europe? And I think we have to talk yeah. about it. Exactly, 100%. So before we do get stuck into the discussion today about the European Super League, uh, I just want to thank everybody for their support so far on episode one. It's only been out for not even 24 hours and some of the support and some of the messages that I've received have been absolutely fantastic Especially so I do Discord. really want to thank you guys like, so guys far guys on the Discord massive shout out it's been awesome yeah 100% so thanks to those guys they've actually helped us out a lot in setting up um, and even just getting it started so massive shout out to them for those that are already in the Discord for those that aren't in the Discord and want to join I have a link on my YouTube banner, which is uh, at Paulie29 on YouTube. Damo has the same on thing his on his YouTube and on his Twitch. So at Damo underscore 23 um, on both platforms. So if you do want to join in either on the Discord or through our Twitter links, that is all there on our channels for you to see. So Dame, I'm going to let you start us off today. So just what was your first thought when you read through that notification that came through last night about the Super well, League. My first thought was I need a coffee because I'm going to have to decipher this. <laughs> and for those that don't know me, I have about eight cups of coffee a day and I'm currently drinking number seven as we're doing this. Um, but we couldn't quite believe that I was reading it. I then couldn't believe that my own favoured football club, which is Liverpool, were one of the six Premier League teams that were 100% behind it. And then it was more the realisation of they're actually going to try and do this. It was always yeah. just one of those things that was always said, oh, they could do it, but you never thought it was really ever going to happen. Uh, it, it's here. Yeah, it, was one of, it was one of those ones it's where here. they'd spoken about it about five years ago and then nothing has come of it. Obviously, we'll get into it, but there's a financial factor, which I think is what's oh, driven I it. Do but too. the fact that it's just come out of nowhere. like I hadn't heard about it for ages. Well, but anyway, continue. You, you mentioned it to me off stream, and we're going to come to it a lot later in the uh, in the podcast. Uh, I'm so used to saying stream, by the way. I just said stream again. Um, but I'm so used to the podcast. Uh, you know, what you said to me before was, we have a UEFA Champions League announcement later tonight, our time. And I 100% think this only reason that this broke so quickly, and when it did, was that the Super League wanted to get in before then. And we're going to talk about that a yeah. little bit later. But it's the whole reason that we saw it when we saw it, Paul. Um, and look, I could it actually go ahead? I, unlike five years ago, I actually think it could because the people that are driving it and the factors are yeah, why I've they're driving it. Yeah, I've changed my mind it. since I spoke I think to you. it could. Five years ago, 
And plus, we were, we were not teenagers five years ago. Actually, no, we weren't. Never mind. We're, we're that old, Paul. Yeah, we just left, left <laughs> we're, school. We're that old just now. Left school. Um, we're, I didn't think it was even possible that this would happen. And I didn't think that my football club and Liverpool Football Club would even fathom the idea of moving away from the Premier League. I honestly think it's could ha- it could happen. I really do. Yeah, so I, I woke up this morning and I messaged you and I said... Actually, I think I messaged yeah, you. you. I definitely messaged a couple others. I was on the of the opinion that it wasn't going to happen. I started, obviously, I'm not at work at the moment, so that helps. But obviously, just watching different clips and seeing how the pundits were reacting, I go, holy crap. Oh, like, Gary Neville was the first person put, I saw today. I was like, wow. Yeah, but if they've um, put that much thought into actually releasing it and signing off, there's no way that the clubs could sign this and then backtrack. You know what I mean? I think they've caused this storm. They're going to have to live it now. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely get into our thoughts and views on it. Uh, maybe at the end of once we've sort of gone through, I'm going to play a bit of a devil's advocate today. Um, so if, I'll get my thoughts on it quickly out, that I'm not a supporter of it for some of the reasons that we're going to go through. But I will bring up that other side of the argument. And as well, I understand the other side of the argument, and I'm with you, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. And I think we both need to, because we're going to try and stay objective as much as we can. Um, even though we're two quite passionate people when it comes to football, uh, we're both totally against this, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, and there's plenty of reasons why, uh, from a supporter's perspective, that I'm behind it. Um, the only positives, which we might as well start with the positives, because I don't think there's that many, there is a massive, massive, massive monetary advantage for being in this super league obviously the tv deal that's going to oh, come the tv as a money is going to be out of this world mental. it's going to be mental it's going to be mental and you know that's where if you take your supporter hat off and you go all right my club's been approached uh, for this we were talking last night literally episode one on what's the future for liverpool i said we need to invest this is how you invest it's true but it's not the way I want us to No, it's not. We, we were talking it about means... it in a sense of let's go get the right player in, be a bit more like Man City and throw our weight around with the money. We, we didn't think it was going to be breaking, what, 12 hours no. later that, uh, hang on a second. No way. Not even. An hour after we stopped recording, yeah. two hours. Oh, yeah. I was too busy watching the Formula 1. So that was that's the, the major positive. The other positive that I sort of came up with was as a global market, I think, Soccer is one of those sports, football, depending on where you're listening. It is a sport where only the elite of the elite have a global market. And it's kind of a unique uh, market in itself because like basketball and NFL and the American model, those are global teams that are based in the one country. So I think these owners, and it's ironic that our owners, the Glazers, the Cronkies, they're all American. So they're going at it like... Let's try and, you know, just absolutely smash our image across the world. And I think that's going to give the opportunity for these big clubs to go and showcase their teams all around the world. I think you're going to see games played in Sydney. You're going to see games played in LA. You're going to see games played in Saudi Arabia or Dubai. And I think that's going to just draw massive crowds because you're not going to get the diehards from where those teams are from. You're going to get people like us that are going to spend... 200 bucks a ticket to go watch Liverpool versus Real Madrid, you know, at the MCG or, you know, the Olympic Stadium. And it's Stadium different that it's, a fr- it's not a friendly. It's a game that matters. It's a league game. It, yeah. it, it's, you know, it, it is what they're playing for for the year. And that's a big thing that I will say, that if Liverpool do end up going into this league, 
right? I will still support them full tilt because it's your football club you stand by in. And be ready for the ramifications if the league ever fizzled out, uh, what those ramifications are if we want to try and go back to playing the pyramid in England. If that means we have to start all the way from the bottom, then so be it. I'll be watching, you know, Vamarama National Games at Anfield, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... I think it's different for us uh, versus supporters that yeah, are in I England do too. as well. I really feel for the supporters in England. I do. Yeah, because they, they're going to feel like they're losing their yes. club. Where for us, we, we don't have... For as much as we love the club and we're passionate, it's not the same. Like for me, so the only way I could weigh it up was if something was to happen to Port Adelaide Football Club. Yep. If, the, if they were to then just disappear and not play in Australia... I'd be pretty pissed off as well. Yeah, I, I, I and would I'd agree. probably still follow them, but I wouldn't be the yeah. same. So that's where I understand. And I think it's going to, like the, if, if there's going to be a pushback, it has to come from those supporters that are in those communities at the moment. Because it's, I don't want to sound like it's what we want, but it's actually catering to the international supporters because they make up a huge market compared to, you well, know, have a million there are in the city. Yeah, it, it puts. The game in a time frame as well that they're going to be playing. What well, I think they said they're going to play Tuesday, Wednesday nights, right? Yeah. You got to think that that isn't the worst time slot for anybody. But at the same stage, it's pretty similar to what happens in the Champions League. I just think what you're getting though, in terms of providing it for the European, taking the European game and putting it global, is it gives them the a the option to move games around outside of Europe and play them, which I think that if the teams sign up for that, they will do. But I also think that uh, you will get such a big audience every week for every game, week in week out, because you've got the best teams from Europe jumping into it. It's not like we've had a few smaller teams come in. It's not like we've had Arsenal, Spurs, and then everyone below Arsenal, Spurs. It is literally that. Yeah. If we're saying that Arsenal, Spurs are the two worst teams that have decided to take the leap into the European Super League, right? That means you're getting so much quality football that yeah. you will watch no matter where you are in the world. It's just going to draw people it's in. Going it? like, it's going to be no... massive. Yeah. My concern is where does it leave the domestic league? So... Initially, so that just to put the argument together, yep. so what was presented by the presidents of the 12 clubs, so the six English clubs and then the three Italian and three Spanish, they believe that they're going to play alongside the domestic competition. Yeah, they're going to play Wednesday, so for, for, Tuesday, Wednesday, same to the yeah, Champions so going to play midweek and then play in the league. And then play yep. weekend. Yeah, so in my head, that kind of tells me that it's not going to be global. Because you're not going to fly to Sydney, you're not going to fly to Dubai, and then go back to England and Spain and Italy and play a league game. Like that's just dumb. So that's just not going to happen. So I think they're at a point where these presidents are going. Let's just be super unrealistic with what we want, and then we can try and find a compromise somewhere in the middle. Because end of the day, I for as much money as these guys are going to make from the Super League. They would be so stupid to remove themselves from from the leagues. But where the Premier League, I'm going to use as the example because it's just for us in Australia, it's the most viewed league. They've come out and said for these clubs, if they decide to leave, there's no re-entering the football league at a professional level. So that's for me... That's the discussion that needs to happen. So for, for Liverpool, the two Manchester clubs, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs... What 
is going to happen because they've gone too far now. They can't now say, oh, yeah, we're not going to do it and let's just pretend nothing's happened. There's no coming back for me. So they need to really consider, are we going to throw away our 19 and 20 league titles and our 13 FA Cups if you're Arsenal to go, we're going to chase this European dream. That's the big talking point for me. And then that just filters down. So then we're talking last night about our predictions for this season. What does that mean for Leicester? What does that mean for Aston Villa? What does that mean for Everton? Are they well, going at the moment, be stifled? If you take out those big six, I believe it's Leicester, West Ham, Everton, Leeds as your top four. That, yeah. That's a crazy top four. Yeah, there's no way. I don't know. I, I think this is me just not being able to accept the fact that this is a real possibility. But I just don't see a league where you don't have the traditional Well, six. for me, if you're the Premier League, right, you're losing your big branding. You're losing the reason that people watch the Premier League week in, week out globally. You're losing those diehard Liverpool fans that are trying to watch their game, no matter what time it is, you know, me and you, we wake up four in the morning, one thirty in the morning, sometimes we put all night or whatever, to watch the game, right, here in Australia. You've then got people over in China that are doing the same thing. You've got people over in the States doing the same thing. All different time zones. If the Premier League lost its Uniteds, your Liverpools, your Cities, your Arsenals, your Spurs, right, you and your Chelsea's, you are essentially taking for what the Premier League's big advertising market is, which is these big six clubs, and you're taking away from the league. And for the Premier League, they won't be as successful as an entity. They won't be able to market it as much. How do you market that they're the best league, most competitive league in the world, yet you're just taking the big top six away from it? For me, I think a lot yeah. of the Premier League's threats are kind of like a deterrent. It's, we will do this, but really they're hoping, all right, we're bluffing here. And we hope that you reconsider because we're making it so strict. Uh, it, it's like yeah, if, it's... The, if Liverpool came out tomorrow, for instance, and said, no, we're not going to be part of it, the Premier League would go, perfect, welcome you back in with open arms. No no sanction, no nothing. We don't want you to leave. Right? Well, it's not economically viable for the Premier League, for the no, Premier League to operate without those It's six. not. I personally think, though, at, we're at a point now where we are right now at DEFCON 5. Right, if you put it in a war term. It, if it goes to that NEF DEFCON, it's on. It's World War, right? It's the same for the Premier League clubs right now, the clubs in Italy, the clubs in Spain. You're on that DEFCON limit where if this goes on another couple of days and it looks deadly serious it's going to go on, you will see the sanctions fly, right? It, it may yeah. be a fact that for every day that Liverpool or City, Chelsea, whatever, right, the, the six Premier League clubs, do not go and rescind their interest into the the league, we will deduct 10 points from the league season, right? Uh, you might get some silly, silly, crazy sanctions. There might be some crazy financial sanctions, right? But it's all going to be done from these leagues trying to keep their best teams. I'll get that. But we're at that level now where, for me, in another 12 hours' time, but we could have to do another podcast because it's all falling apart. Or yeah, it's so massive, especially for England for English football. I, I feel like not- that... The Syria are, I feel like, well, maybe not Spain. I think if you're in America, you follow the Spanish league a lot more than you do the Premier League. And yeah. I think if you're in South America, it's the same thing. Obviously, here in Australia, and I think around in Asia, you get a bit more Premier League, right? Um, but if they lost their biggest, you know, biggest clubs from their league, 
they would have no leg to stand on to say they're a competitive league, you know? Yeah. And it just snowballs into the Champions League, snowballs everywhere else. And then you have the German league, which I applaud and commend, that Bayern and Dortmund have not once even flinched at this. No. I don't think they hold out, though. You don't think so? No, I think they get to a point where they, cause they've made the stand, and P, and you got to. I, I have to give probably more props to PSG. Oh, uh, to be fair, I would have thought PSG would have been yet. the first one on this. Yeah, I but I think that maybe they're underestimating how powerful this actually is going to be, and the fact that within six hours I was able to change my opinion, not on whether I agree with it, but whether I think it's going to happen. They're going to be privy to that information. And end of the day, you can either preserve football in Germany or preserve football in France, but you're going to miss out on the big players. You're going to miss out on the big matches, the big exposure. You then fall behind the eight ball. Question. So, I have a question. Go far away. If you're a player in Europe, you don't play at one of the clubs that are going to move into the European Super League. It kicks off, and a club from a European Super League comes in and wants to buy you. If, say... PSG, Bayern, Dortmund, Haaland. There you go, Haaland. Perfect example. You're Haaland, right? Real Madrid come knocking. We're in the European Super or League. Mbappe. Are you going or are you staying in Germany to play in the Champions League and to be part of German football? What do you think he does? Uh, I've, got two, I've got two parts to answer this. I think that if the Super League happens, there's actually no Champions League. That's why I think UEFA is shitting it at the moment. That's just my first thought. You can't facilitate two weekday tournaments at the same time. Like that just won't I think happen. they'll try and go head-to-head head for just, a year and then realise it won't work. Uh, yeah, I think that's why they've gone so hard. But anyway, we'll get to UEFA later. Um, the other part of it, for me, it relies on one factor. And I am going to bring up this factor, and it's actually on the list on the agenda. It depends on what the sanctions are regarding international football for me. So if Hallen can... G- if it means that Haaland can't represent Norway, I think that makes a bigger argument than anything. So if he's given the green light and FIFA drop this rumour that any player that plays for a club in the Super League can't play Euros, can't play World Cup, I think he then goes. If FIFA uphold this rumour, it's not, it's not set in stone yet, but if that rumour comes to fruition, I think a lot of players go... Yeah, especially from countries that aren't France, Spain, Germany, Italy, your traditional major European countries, because those teams are so hard to crack. But if you're playing for a Denmark, if you're playing for a Scotland, if you're playing for a Wales, you know, you're playing for Serbia or Croatia and you're a gun, you're world class, or even if you're, you're you good know, for your nation. Stella Romane, where you your pride for your nation probably outweighs your club. You're going, nah, I'd rather play at a World Cup every four years. It only happens a couple of times in my career. I'm going to play, devi- cool, devi- so th- I'm play devil's advocate to that. Sorry about the uh, the tired tongueness. You'll get used to that with the podcast. I'm horrid when it comes to pronunciation. Anyhow, my point to that is, is I, 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 don't worry, before I start, I agree with your point, Paul. But if those players are at those obscure nations and they have you know, that national pride, won't they have the sense that they're never going to win a World Cup over in Italy, over a Germany, France? Uh, you know, you're not going to crack Brazil or Argentina as well at a World Cup. You're never going to win it. So why don't you just move? Yeah, I'm going to be banned from 
international football, but what am I missing out on? A group stage? Great, I can go earn millions and play in what is probably going to be considered the best Rebels League ever created in the invention of time. Yeah, that's where the player has to then weigh up and say, is it about winning for my you country? Said Sal- you said about- Salah and Mane, and I agree with you. I, I think if you're, especially if you're Mane and Salah, who are, they bleed for their country. They, yeah, they, so they for would me, move- it might not be... It might not be about winning. That's more for the Europeans because if you're, you know, from Africa yep. or you're from South America, then you you have a chance at winning an Afcon or uh, Copa America. But that's not the question there. The question, I feel like players will play for the international or for the country for pride before success. Yeah, I agree with you. I'll just so play the, devil, the devil's success is, for it. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, ninety percent of players probably side. Oh, not ninety. 90% of those that are contemplating it will side with, I just want to play for my country. I care more about that than anything else. But who knows? That's you know where we're at. My mind this morning went straight to World Series cricket. Oh, I was going to mention it. Yes, Paulie. Where that change probably saw the sport move in a direction that brought in new fans. So the difference between World Series cricket and what we're dealing with with the Super League is there's n- there's not going to be a change to the game and that's the the key difference so obviously World Series cricket people feared for uh, the survival of Test cricket and it's still something that's happening to this cricket, day 100%. Test cricket's not in a great is not in a great spot compared to the IPL and the World, One Day World Cup for example but with this Super League they're not taking the players using them for a little bit and then sending them back to the traditional model. This is saying, here's your traditional model, here's our new model, pick. What do you want? And that's where I'm worried. I'm worried that a lot of players, even players of experience, aren't used to playing two games every week. They're used to playing two games sporadically. Not every week. Maybe t- maybe twice a month, here and there. And in, over Christmas they play a little bit more. But for a season... To play in two competitions is mental. Huge. They're going to be playing. They're going to be playing like what seventy games because then you throw in your domestically domestic cups as well. It's crazy. Yeah. How do you fit it in? The schedule's already crammed. They want to start this next August. That's by reports. I want to start it as soon as possible. We've got a World Cup in December. How how is this going to work with the World Cup in the middle of the season? They're already talking about the Premier League struggling with fixtures. You're going to throw in the top six clubs playing in the European Super League. Does that stop for the World Cup? If these players all can't play in the World Cup, who the hell is going to Qatar? Yeah, it, it's crazy. You're gonna... I, I, I'm just going to speak about World Series cricket for a second. Uh, and it could actually lead into a point that's very relevant here to the Super League. Uh, World Series cricket came about because Kerry Packer wanted better rights for players and wanted better money for players because the ABC at the time weren't giving him enough money, right? And Kerry Packer said, no, we need to change this. I'm a lover of cricket. I want the rights on Channel 9. I'm going to create my own format and put on Channel 9, make sure the players are played properly, and off we go. Okay. For me, with the European Super League, it isn't so the players get paid properly. It's for the clubs to make more additional money. And that's what gets yeah. me worried because I think it's driven more by the greed that they know that if they all said yes to go 
as much as people don't want to much to admit to it in England or France, well, not France, bad example, Spain, right? And you're a diehard Liverpool, diehard Madrid fan, diehard Barca fan. You are still going to watch the European Super League because it's just the best players playing against the best players, the best teams against the best teams. Who doesn't want to watch it, right? And they will make their billions and billions of dollars. The clubs that are currently in debt in those um, in the European Super League, so you're... Uh, your what Real Madrid, I think, are in massive debt. For instance, right, they're gonna get rid of their debt, and there you go. So World Series cricket, it was all for the players to get a better deal because they were getting underpaid in the current TV deal. And the ABC knew they had a monopoly, and they weren't gonna challenge it. Along came Kerry Pecker, yeah, Channel okay. Nine, not a problem. Here, the difference is it's run by the presidents of the club that are up for this because they're gonna make more bottom dollar money, and it doesn't particularly matter to them. They just want the more profit from every dollar they're going to get from the TV revenue, Lee, fans coming in, you name it, right? It's yeah, my big issue at the moment is proposed 20, 20 team league, which no issue with. My issue is at the moment there's 12 founding clubs with the um, expectation that they'll rise to 15, where those 15 are going to be exempt from relegation, I think, don't quote me on this, for 20 years. So that means... Same 15. The 12 clubs that we know about, the 12 that we know about plus three extras, which are going to be Bayern Munich, Dortmund and PSG, they're the other three, to my knowledge, they're the 15 clubs that for 20 years are guaranteed to be in this league. The other five spots are going to be qualification process that hasn't been articulated on how that's going to happen. Those five spots are up for grab every year. So that's, you know, giving teams like Ajax, teams like who else recently has done exceptionally well in Europe, Sevilla, Benfica, Porto. It's five spots for all those teams. You're looking at Rangers now, you're looking at at Celtic. Five opportunities, and they have to qualify for it every year. Yeah. So that's my issue. So that's just jobs for the boys at this point. At the moment, the league is being governed by the presidents of each club. I don't know who's actually stuck their neck out, but I've heard Florentino Perez is one of the vice yeah, um, chairman. And I think Stan Kroenke was one of the other vice um, presidents of the whole league. So it just stinks of disgrace. It does, doesn't it? There's just no consideration. We're in the middle of a pandemic. There's no consideration for fan access. So your actual diehard fans probably can't even no, they can't. to travel. They might not actually be allowed to travel, and that's where we're at a point where this is just to line the pockets of the guys at the top. And then we're already seeing clubs in England, for example, are struggling to just survive. And it's just, it takes away that element of why we love football, because we love football because anything can happen. It's true. You lose we your love Leicester football because moments. anything can happen. Firstly, I'd like to apologise. My dog's run into the room and she's gone absolutely <laughs> mental at me. Hello, Milky, you cheeky dog. Shout out to Milky, my dog. She's a lovely dog. 18 years of age, and she's going a little bit ballistic because I think she has an ear infection and it's doing her head in, and she's running up and down the house. Anyhow, so if you can hear those little patter of feet, that is not me doing anything, it's the dog. Second reason is, uh, I agree with you 100%, it stinks of greed. Massive amounts of greed. And our game is being moved and run by people that just want to line their pockets, and that's what worries me about this. If this was done in a way where UEFA got on board, all the big clubs got on board. For instance, if this was done as a March Madness of football, and just this is it, 20, 20 teams, 
split into two groups of 10, competition, everyone's qualified because of these reasons, March Madness, everything gets played in March, off you go, I would be all for it because it's going to be run in conjunction with everybody in agreement. It's This isn't. This is being run by people that want to make as much money as possible from it, right? And they don't care about the implications it could have. And then you've got UEFA shitting it. You've got all the big clubs, uh, big sorry, the big leagues going, they're going to lose their best clubs and they don't know what they're going to do about it. That's what I think. Yeah, I think... I think it it could work. Not it can't work in the model that's. Proposed. I don't think so either. Think I honestly done. think they all got on board and said one month of just madness of football. You know, it could work. But I even think it could work if there was a promotion relegation to get into and out of the league. So you might say your bottom five. So imagine that. So it's not ideal. But if they want to go down this hierarchy of I want to make the most money, then you say, all right, your bottom five, you're automatically relegated. You go back to your domestic league. What that then means is you just have less movement in the other leagues. And that's not uncommon. You look at leagues like the Bundesliga where they have a third place playoff. So some years that team that loses to the team in the second division, it means a third team goes down and three go up. I think that, that can work. It just... It screws over your teams in the championship in League 1 and League 2 because it means if Arsenal get relegated, I'm just going to use them as an example because I think they're the weakest team that's been proposed. If they get relegated, they go back to the Premier League with the opportunity of saying, all right, so one from maybe what happens is four leagues maybe, there's an automatic team goes up and then there's a a general European playoff thing where you sort of pull from, you know, Holland... Uh, Croatia, wherever else, Scotland, for example, there could be a little playoff group that dictates one spot every, you know, every year. But obviously, I haven't given that much thought. But I feel like if they do want to go down this model, there needs to be a sustainable model. But the issue is these the owners are the ones that don't want this. They want sustainability for their clubs, not for no. The, they don't care the about the other whole. clubs. They don't care about the small little clubs. Uh, they're and they don't care about the pyramid in England that's been there for millions of years, right? It's been there since the dinosaur yep. days. Uh, these are, this is about the major clubs going, we can make as much money as we can here. The owners are basically mostly, they're not all American owners, right? But they're the ones that... Uh, they're driving they're, they're, it. They're, they're driving it because they see it, well, like you said, with the NBA, right? Um, just full of small clubs, what does it mean, Paul? How do they... It means a lot of them die. Uh, I to think be so too. You take out all the bigger clubs out of England, for instance. We're going to use England for, I think, all of it, right? Because that's the league we watch the most here, right? Who yeah. survives outside of the big six? Uh, not as many people watch the league. The league isn't as strong. They, if the Champions League goes ahead, they're not going to have as many good performances. So the coefficient of the league is going to drop. You're then going to have less teams playing in the Champions League. Because I do think if it, this was to happen, the Champions League was to go ahead, I think. Your if your Ajax and your finals don't go from the Dutch league, the Dutch league becomes quite strong compared to all these clubs that have lost their big ones. The Portuguese league, you know, no one's speaking about Porto yeah. or Benfica. All of a sudden, they come to fruition in the Champions League. Uh, you know, if God forbid PSG never moved, uh, they would probably just win the Champions League every year uh, at the minute with the squad yeah. they have. Uh, it just means for the Premier League, for example, they're not going to really have a contender 
are they to win it? The coefficient of the league is going to drop, which means that less teams are going to be able to get into the Champions League and make the Champions League revenue in the Premier League, which means that all these clubs that are surviving because of the money they're making from TV revenue aren't going to be backed up by the Champions League revenue. The TV revenue is going to drop because of that. It's a snowball effect. They will die eventually because no one's going to make the money. Well, yeah, if you're an investor or you're You wouldn't a, invest in a club the in sport. the Premier League. You would go and invest in a club that's in the Super League. Yeah, but you wouldn't even back the product. No. Like, you, I'm not even talking about at a club well, you level. You wouldn't back even, the Premier League so, brand. No way. And then if you're Optus Sport, what rights do you want? Do you want the Premier League rights Super or do you want the Super League rights? Super League rights. Fox so of course they're smart, going to want the Super League rights. They would already be trying to sign a, uh, a deal to get football back on Fox by signing the Super League. I feel like I feel like any of that monetary stuff would already be sorted. I think the fight, the, whoever's backing it is already committed oh, the money. I think so too. So the, there's no way that these... The tweets last night from each of the major clubs, they don't go ahead without um, anyone saying that it's gone through. So there's knowledge that it's going to happen. So I think for the Champions League, so before I move on to the announcement that's anticipated tonight, I think the bigger issue as well is it's just for these clubs to abandon their history is just the, the major talking point because... You know, you're talking forty or almost forty league titles between Liverpool and Man United alone. You're talking about what's it, eight European Cups between the clubs as well, maybe. I think we've got six, United have three, so that's nine. Chelsea have one ten. So there's ten European Cups between the six clubs. You're talking about endless Europa Leagues, Cup winners cups, FA Cups. How I just I actually can't fathom how the owners go let's use the history that we've bought and just throw it in the bin to make more money. I just don't... Why Why do you get into the sport business to do that? Like I, just I don't, don't have either. I, I feel like these guys it. just have that much money to the point where they go, meh, I'll do what I want. They'll still support. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I don't... I can't actually believe it. It's been almost a day since the announcement, and I still I'm can't with you, cause it's a bit understand surreal, it. And I personally think that just from the whole timing of it all, there's a Champions League announcement tonight, announcement tonight that you're going to go through in a second. Part of me thinks that this is just a big move from the big clubs to get UEFA to conform to what they want to what what they want to happen with the Champions League. If they wanted. No. For instance, I'm just going to use an example that's never going to happen. If they wanted, for instance, you know, for back in the Pest 2000 out days, that everybody has to play on top of an ostrich, they put this announcement out there saying the Super League's going ahead, so the Champions League shits themselves, and then they, all these clubs go, we'll stay if you let us play on top of ostriches. Shout out to people in Pest 2008. They used to do that patch, by the way, a fun patch, right? And then they'll go do it. I honestly think that that's what the Champions League has done. Uh, that's what, the, sorry, the Super League has done. All these clubs have got together. There is something that they want... UEFA to do that is fundamental yeah. to them staying and they have done this just to spook UEFA I really do think that is where we're at only problem is that they've got to a stage just, where it's gone too far this is just pure bullshit I think, at this I think point. it's greed greed like, versus greed UEFA have always been uh, about themselves making the most money they can and then they feed it off to the clubs and I think the clubs realise that they could make more from UEFA it's all bullshit, yeah, isn't it? it? Is. That's why Sky Sport are freaking out now. What? Why do you think Sky Sport are worried? What? What's getting damaged? The Premier League. What are they covering? The Premier exactly. League. Of course, they're going to shit it. You know, like as much. I, I, I don't know. As, I watched the Gary Neville stuff today, and I don't mind him as a pundit, 
I think there was a bit of more about him as a supporter that came through what he said. So if you haven't listened to what Gary Neville happened to say, have a sus on Sky Sports' YouTube channel. Uh, they've got a podcast that he does. Who's he do it with? Andy, what's his name again? Um, uh, uh, he's yeah. on everything. I can't remember now. Um, they have a podcast. They do it weekly anyway. And he spoke quite passionately about, you know, Man United practically selling their soul. So it's true. Jamie Carragher came out on Twitter and said the same thing. He slated Liverpool. End of the day, those guys are in it. I think those guys are in it for themselves because regardless, their livelihood's at stake at this point too. So there is a bit of that. Yeah, I do agree. Hearing it, so I don't want to quote this as credible evidence, but watching AFTV today, um, they had a couple people speak about this topic. And they are absolutely disgusted that Arsenal are even in consideration for a European Super League when they've been so just insignificant in Europe for, I'd say, 11, yeah, 12 so years. Long. So there's just, yeah, it's just, it's just riddled with just corruption. Like, honestly, like, it's just jobs for the boys. But anyway, as you did mention before, there is an announcement. So I'm just going to read um, just sort of what's presented and to see maybe if this is going to be a viable sort of compromise. Because it does... I don't know. Have you have you read this or is this going to be news to you? I have seen bits and pieces, but after what you tell me uh, and what is written on the agenda, that is a bit of news to me. All right. So this is what I heard today and this is what I've read this afternoon as well. So your way for... A, are going to make an announcement I'm anticipating within the next couple of hours. So once this podcast goes live, the announcement's probably going to have come out. But from 2024 onwards, so there's still three years left on the current deal that UEFA have with the Champions League. So it's going to become a 36-team league. So it's not going to be groups the way that we know yep. it at the moment. I think, what is it, eight groups of four? So it's 32 teams at the moment. It's going to expand to 36 where you only you play 10 games. You guarantee 10 games compared to six. So already, there's financial um, increases there for all the clubs. But it's also workload is increased to on players there. Workload, and I think the quality decreases. Yes, I do too. At that point too, because you're adding four extra teams. Four teams doesn't sound like but a lot, a but then you difference. think about who starts in the Europa League. Maybe there's one or two teams in the Europa League every year at the start of it. That's good. The rest of them are... Yeah. You know, fillers. Anyway, so what happens is you play 10 games, then the clubs get seeded based off that. The top eight automatically go through to the round of 16, where teams 9 through to 24 play off for the other eight spots, and everyone else is eliminated. What do you think of that idea? I think it's a better compromise than the Super League because it doesn't guarantee that you're in the Champions League. So for me... I feel like any any league. So what? England get four teams. Spain get four teams. France get three. Italy get three. Germany get four. Is yeah, that how, that's it is? how it is at the moment. I'm pretty sure. So I feel like what those spots are just going to go to four leagues that only have three club representation. So like it's. Does it really change much? To, in my eyes, no. No, it doesn't. Like, and I, I, do you think that the Super League? has come out with this announcement to spook you away for to really think about that statement. Yeah, I do too. Big time. I personally think that the clubs don't want it to change. 
I don't think they do. Yeah, there's no uh, need there's for no it to need. change. It's so historic. Why you change it? I like. I link it to Davis Cup in tennis. Prime example. Yeah. Right. A footballer, for goodness sake, went and bought Davis Cup. Right. And you take away all the history and all the drama of five set tennis over three days of plenty of years of history, so many comebacks. I remember as a kid watching Leighton Hewitt being down two sets to love against Federer, with Federer about to put it to a fifth rubber in the semi-final with the, in Melbourne at Rod Laver. Hewitt's down a break, down 30-15 down on Federer's serve. What happened? One of the greatest Davis Cup history comebacks of all time. Hewitt goes and breaks Federer, which was nearly unheard of back then, and he goes on and wins and sends Australia to a final, which they then ended up winning, right? That doesn't happen anymore in the Davis Cup because guess what happens? You play one rubber, and then they all go play in this little tournament um, you know, towards the end of the year, right? You lose all its history. I believe that if you bring it back to the Champions League, the clubs are gone. That's the same bloody thing. Right? Why are you yeah. taking away the history? You're not going to get the narrative of Liverpool at 05 anymore because is, the, is that last minute group stage goal from Gerrard against Olympiacos going to come? No, because you don't get the same sort of thing because it's two groups of 10, right? And the top eight get qualified, right? It, yeah, it's not even... I don't know how I don't it even works. Know, I, don't know, yeah. I don't even think it's two groups. I think you just play yeah, 10 it's, games. It's really, I don't know how they decide really, it. It's really, really weird that... I mean, it probably makes sense for it to be... Well, it can't be two groups No, it won't be, because it's 36 teams, right? You've got 36 teams, so it doesn't even go even. I just, so I just yeah, read the number 10 on be... the agenda and said it, to be fair, because yeah. I do that. Yeah, so you just play... You're playing 10 games. Like I, I don't know, know how they work that, probably... and where the 10 games is. No, I, 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 I know how they'll do it, and it's because of COVID. So it's to prevent people travelling all over Europe. So you're going to play... There'll be like a Western Europe region, there'll be a Southern Europe region, there'll be an Eastern Europe region... And you would just play the teams around you, and you might travel three out of the ten games, and you might play seven games that Within are your, teams yeah. around you, and then you get seeded because then that makes sense because then your seeding is going to be all over the place. Because imagine if you're the twenty fourth ranked team and you knock off someone and you're in the round of sixteen. Like how does like it yeah? Just I know I don't like it, and I think it doesn't I really make do sense. Think this announcement from the Super League is to come and spook you over to think about that. To think about their announcement. So what I'm going to do is... But the thing is, it's green versus green. UEFA don't want to budge on this because they know if they run a 36-team league competition, they will make more money. UEFA will make more money in their yeah, back pocket. We'll... With the clubs that will break away, break away in the Super League organisers know that if they don't want to change their mind, they'll run the Super League and they'll make more money like that and it screws UEFA. It... What model have you seen that, you, that has done something similar to this in the last 10 years? <laughs> What organisation has done something similar? Nothing. That has worked. You no, know, you're wrong. No, no. That's expanding. Who else is expanding? Who are you thinking? So not your wafer. FIFA. The World oh, Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so we're going, to more, we're so going the, to more nations. But I can get behind that because you don't get... A, end of the yeah. day. End of the day, what does it mean for FIFA? What? More games, exactly. more money. Right. I don't care what it means for exposure... It means more games, FIFA more done it money. For that so you wait for go. Exposure comes into it, and with the World Cup, it's every four years. Though you got to remember that. So I don't mind. I know, wearing but that. the principle, the principle is the yeah. same. More games, more exposure, more money, more people at the top having a field day, and that's where football has lost its soul. It's not about the guy at the top. It should be about the guy. It at should the bottom. be about and the history as well that has been so well kept and so well documented yeah. and so well fought for that... So how's it fair that Man City, with you know all due respect, they're doing well now, but no history, 
And then you've got Nottingham Forest sitting in the championship who have a shit ton of history. Well, that's what's so good to see Leeds back equitable. in the Premier League this year because their history is so rich. Yeah. And now you're going to lose you that. Will. You will. You lose Premier it completely. Gonna mean Jack. It's the same for when me and you celebrated our Champions League win a couple of years ago, right? Because we just knew yeah. that it's been so long since 05 when we were kids. It was so long since we lost that fateful day against Milan in 08 what, 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 and we really should have seven Milan that day. Seven. Oh seven? Was it oh seven away? Yeah. It was it was oh seven away. Seven. It was seven. It was two years after. Uh, it was such a grind from yeah. the history that we've been underperforming compared to our history that when we got to that moment and we beat Spurs, yeah. we went bonkers. Right? And it was the history yeah. of the even the year before, the history of losing to Madrid the way you did. You don't get that now. It, it, the history just goes in the bin. Right? If you're Everton, use them as an example. Rich in history. Without the ban of English football back many years ago, Everton probably would have had a few Champions Leagues. Hits why they hate Liverpool so much, because they cause that, because of hassle, right? We yep. don't get that, keep, get that history and keep that dream alive for Everton one day, turning around under Angelotti, making it back to the Champions League, and go, here we are. We're back for where we used yeah. to belong. Well, you, you lose the history of Leeds eventually getting there in their rightful way against the bigger clubs, going, growing, and then, oh, we're back in the Europa League, a competition which I think they've won. I definitely know they've won the Champions League. And, uh, oh, what's his, his name? He got se- No, they lost the final. They lost the semi-final or something against Valencia, I reckon it was. I'm trying to remember 0-2. who the... Ma- no, 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 I'm talking about the 70s. Oh, well, well... Yeah, because no, Bri- Clough came in and got sacked because he wasn't happy with how Leeds played. I was trying to remember what the Leeds manager was. He became English manager and he got sacked. No. I've seen the documentary. Um... Fair enough. Oh, what's his name? Anyhow, it uh, doesn't matter. Uh, the argument, the argument, the argument is, is that you lose all that history. Point, you know, you lose Nottingham Forest coming from the days of, you know, cloth. And even if they yeah. get back, the days of Peter Shilton in goals, getting him to win a Champions League of the back of his own incredible ability, are gone. Yeah. My other point to this, I don't want to spend heaps of time on it, how would you feel if Liverpool were to be the first team to win the European Super League and we're alive to see it? I think... What if what if this becomes the new norm and you've then, for the rest of our lives, we've got the, we won the first one? Look, if we went into it, it all happened. I'd be gun-ho for us to try and win it first First up. I, I, I'd still support us to the till... I'd still be up at four in the morning to watch the Super League games. I'll tell you that right now. As a diehard fan, you have to stick by your football club as much as it pains me to go away from England and all the history, right? It would be a massive thing. I think whoever wins the first one, if it goes ahead, it's huge. Because it could be 10 years down the track. It could be the one of the best things that ever happened to world football. We just don't know, right? I just don't see and fathom how it would be, right? But we don't know how it could play out in the next 5, 10 years if it all goes ahead. So, In my head today, I've just been thinking and thinking and thinking. As much as I don't want it to be what I think it's going to be, I think we need to get used to football as this model for the rest of our our lives, I think. And that's a big statement, but it's the same thing that happened with the European Cup. So everyone was, you know, let's have a showcase of the best of the best. And then that turned into, oh, let's add the guys that came second. And then that came to, oh, there was a few teams in there that came third that only missed out by a point. Let's add them in as yeah. well. So I think the model that we're getting presented with is nowhere near the final product. 
but this but is I how think, it's going to start. And how yeah, how and how cool would it be to win the first go. one? It would be massive, you know. Yeah, I've so got a big thing about our, per, our football club personally, by the way, Paul. You, I've got that? a big thing about Liverpool Football Club personally, though. Right? Jürgen is totally against this, and Jürgen Klopp has hinted that if Liverpool actually go ahead and do it, he may resign. That's massive. Yeah, and... I, I don't blame him. Blame him, and he, and he probably goes to... Bayern. He probably takes the German job. Or might go back to Dortmund. Might go, oh, he might take the German job. Oh shit! I thought about but that. But <laughs> it, it, it's uh, do you blame a manager that would do that? What happens if you're Zidane Zidane? You yourself have such a rich history in the Champions League, and you're no longer going to be able to manage a club that you played at for so long in Real Madrid in the Champions League. What would you do if he resigns? Do you blame him? I don't. I don't know. I think have managers even been consulted? If you're at that elite level. I think you just roll with the punches, unless you've been vocal like Klopp. Klopp's has been, been very vocal. I think you just roll with it. I think you just roll with it. Like end of the day, again, money's going to. I got talk. another question. You're going to walk. Are you, you going to walk away from a job that you know? Realistically, for those it's managers, a massive job, massive. They wouldn't have to work ever again. Yeah. yeah, you would not walk away from it. There's no way you'd be. You'd have Jürgen massive would, but I think the rest of them wouldn't. He Jurgen has to. Jurgen can't say all this stuff only two years ago. And then be our, you know, prior, to be our first ever manager in that era. He would have to go. As much as I don't oh, want I to go, him. he would have to go. The question, question is, right, Jürgen goes, if you're Steven Gerrard and you get offered the job, do you take it? I've just got some breaking news what? here. Spurs have sacked Mourinho. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's just come up on my phone too. Yeah. So thanks, Shadow, because we're actually recording the podcast as you've sent this through. But he sent the tweet through. That Is that Spurs due to poor performance? Have... Oh, I'd have to be. I'm getting the... Anyway, so we are talking about? You are talking about... Um, Gerard. Gerard yeah. coming. No, he's not ready. No, not ready. well, not ready. Right. Regardless, ready or not, if you're Stephen Gerrard, you have such a history with Liverpool Football Club in England. You've won an FA Cup off your own boot, a Champions League off your own head, right? You have single-handedly nearly won a Premier League back in 08, and you nearly won a Premier League in your last few years as well at the club as captain. As a player, we're moving into a time where we don't know what this league is. I wouldn't throw him into that Would fire. he, if Klopp was to go, yep, it's happening, I'm resigning, would Stephen Gerrard go, yep, I'm going to come in? Or would Stephen Gerrard be, you know what, no. This is no, not a vision I want would for my football club. Maybe, but I don't think he would... He hasn't got the experience to handle that type of I, I personally don't think Gerrard's ready to come into Liverpool Football Club and long live Klopp, and I would wish Klopp stayed for another 8, 10, 15 years, right? We all do. Uh, not going to happen um, for that long. I think Klopp, anyway, would have... Klopp's probably only got another four or five years with us, but that's another four or five years Gerrard could have um, and be ready for the job, right? But I'm yeah. thinking, regardless if Gerrard was ready, if Gerrard was ready right now to come in, Gerrard's been managing for 15, 20 years... You know, and his career started 15, 20 years earlier, right? And he's been managing for a little bit longer and he's ready to come in. Do you think a guy like that has so much history at yeah. a football club in a different, you know, at a different era would come in and still have that attachment? Uh, I think it would be questioned. I still think Gerard's probably the sort of guy that would probably see past it because it's his football club. But if for Jamie Carragher who's still very similar to Gerard. he's been so vocal that I don't think if he was, for instance, one of the best managers in world football, God forbid, I don't think Jamie could ever do it, um, he wouldn't come nah. because of the whole reason that you're moving into the Super League. 
I think we could do a whole podcast on if if Jurgen does leave. We could do. A oh, whole we could, but we, we let's do that when the day candidates. comes, and it's quite sad yeah. if that day comes because so, it's the Super League. Not because Jürgen... So in regards, not because Jürgen's seen out of contract. I want the German job. I want to move back to Germany. I want to be close to the family. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's go one last season, try and win whatever it is, and then Gerard comes in. It's not going to be that now. Yeah. It's probably going to be the Super League gets up, Jürgen leaves, and off you go. Yeah, and it's sad, but it is what it is. Yes, All right. Who, so in regards to yeah, Jose I was going to say, first, who takes the Spurs job? Go. Well, first of all, he was sacked. They said that they were disappointed that things hadn't gone the way that they had planned. So that clearly is him being sacked. Is that sacked. the end of Jose I think, Mourinho? Yeah. I, I don't think you can... So he's had his poor run with Chelsea, then had what, one year with United where they finished second and then the rest of it was pretty bad. And then he's had a... He hasn't really done he's anything with Spurs. From the Champions League with Spurs. No, no, he no, didn't. Pochettino, Pochettino did. Never mind, that was the last year. He's made the final this year of the That's Carabao it. Cup and he won't get to play Sorry, it. Poch was still in charge. <laughs> Figure that out. So, I mean, who knows? There's no... I don't know. Maybe because Spurs have committed to the Super League, does Allegri come out of retirement maybe? Does he take that job on? I think if Spurs don't go and get a big dog, then they're just going to loiter around again and not kick on. Like they've just shown that they can't kick on. <laughs> it's just been... How many times do Spurs need to go and get a mid-tier manager and pray that they turn out like Poch? Oh, they're never going to get another It's only ever happened once. Poch is unreal. Go bring Harry back. Get old mate oh, Harry yeah, back. get Harry in. That would be funny. Honestly, who's but there? My qu- why, would Na- why would Nagelsmann yeah. leave? Why Why would old mate... I keep forgetting his name. Uh, Ten Hag. Why no, would he, he would- leave? They're the names that I just see all the time. They're in better positions at Ajax and at Leipzig. Yeah, 100%. It's the attraction of the Premier League. Yeah, that's all up in the air now. Which now you wouldn't touch. No, exactly. The, so that's what the Super League pole. causes. Yeah, so that's going to be some interesting developments for us to follow, I yeah, guess, it isn't is. it? Yeah, it is. Well, that was a great, great time day, for that to come and break. What a time for us to start oh, the podcast, Oh, that was eh? perfect. <laughs> my, my, my question is, is that the end of Mourinho as a coach? Ever. Done. Yeah, Does he get another job? Maybe the Portugal job? Yeah, I can see that because his style of football could win a World Cup. I, don't, I just think he's going to have an underdog team every I time. I just think that his style of football has now become so outdated that he can't achieve what he used to achieve. Yeah, I think as it's almost what we spoke about yesterday. He hasn't got those leaders in his defence to marshal a whole not team back, for eighty-nine minutes. Not back when Terry was there, when he was at Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. So he's lost. He relied on players running the dressing room yep. for him. He doesn't have those personalities People buying anymore. into his system and, and sitting behind the ball. And don't get me wrong, I think Mourinho was quite tactically very, very good as a coach. Uh, I think he is definitely somebody as someone that does coach that you look up to because of what he did in football, right? But his style yeah. of teams are always built around an era where United used to come out and attack. Uh, you know, he used to have Liverpool come out here with Torres and whatever. And he would sit there and he would put men behind the ball, force you to play in the areas of the field which won't hurt him force your pressing traps, and then they would go into your physical striker, which was Drogba, and you play off it, right? Those days are gone now. Teams are too technically gifted. There's too many good midfielders. They'll pick you apart if you sit behind the ball. Yeah, I agree. So I think Mourinho is outdated. Unless Mourinho came out and changed his whole philosophy on football, which he won't, right? Because he's too old school for that now. 
I just don't see him getting another job that isn't the Portuguese job, if that's it. Because at least I can understand his football winning a World Cup because you've got to be so defensively solid in a World Cup to win it. I do agree with that. But over a whole 38-game season, if you're going to try and sit there and absorb, you're going to come against teams that are going to have players that are going to be technically gifted enough to pick you apart. And it's happened to Mourinho time and time again in his different previous jobs in the last, what, five, six, seven, eight years. I think his time's come yeah. at, at the club level. He would make it, un- he would make it outstanding, pundit. Man, Twitter is going mental what, what's Twitter at doing the moment. Cool. I try to stay off Twitter. Just whole heap of stuff. Reading that, so the from what the Premier League have said, so this is from the Anfield Watch. So teams that are excluded from the domestic leagues in the case that they decide to come back will start their competition from the fifth tier in that country. That is the first... So we'd be Vanarama North. That, that you know what? As a fan, pool for Liverpool Football Club, I would love to watch us in the Van Rama North. <laughs> no, I've watched it with Portsmouth, man. You don't want to do it. I would be there for that journey. <laughs> because yeah, it would be cool to be there for the journey, but it would take twenty years. What what part of the club? We could have a whole. If we go down this path, this is a whole other podcast. But you lose absolutely everyone and everything that is attached oh, to Liverpool do. Football you lose Club everything. at the moment. So it's it's not going to it's not going to end well. Play Burton. With Salamane no, Jota up front, his academy kids. <laughs> and you lose your best academy so, kids anyway. to the teams that are established. Anyway, yeah. So I reckon that's probably where everything's at. I'd say at the moment, uh, obviously, it's still very early days with what's going on um, with the developments. Look, oh, your wafer could come out and drop the absolute ball in the next hour, and we could be recording again tomorrow. So I think what we might do, Dame, we might wrap I think it so up too. here. Um, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody so far that has given us such positive um, affirmations and just comments and feedback and all the nice messages and things that we've received through Discord and through personal channels. It's been... So thank you. Yeah. So just keep sharing it around. Um, We'll keep getting that exposure out there as well. We've made it to the UK, but we know this. Yeah. So we've... Let's have a look. So since we've been on, I just want to have a quick look, see if we've... uh, had any other European nations people, outside of people. Australia? Where are we? So let's go country. All oh, look, all I'm going to say is I'm with what Paul's looking at that is nah, me, still in the UK. Me and Paul yeah. are definitely against the Super League. If you're in the Discord, let me know what you think. If you're not in the Discord, go follow a Paulie or myself <laughs> on YouTube and then get the Discord link for our banners. Come in and let us know. Actually, what I might do, I might add the Discord link into the description of the I podcast. I think that's, I think makes that's a lot of the sense. best thing to do. So I'll make sure I do that. So have a sus in the description now. Um, there is a link there to join the Discord, so you can chat with us and the boys um, and girls that may be willing to talk. So from me and Dame, thank you so thank very you much guys. for all your support, and we'll see you maybe this week, maybe next week for episode. 